I was recovering from being raped, but then my dreams were shattered when I was raped again for the second time. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're talking about real problems with real people who found answers in a real God. And today we're going to talk about how the evils of this world can destroy someone's life in literally a quick moment of decision. Chrissy Espy was on our previous show sharing how she had high hopes and dreams to marry someone as a virgin and then was drugged and raped at the age of 18. This traumatic event left her feeling worthless and like she had no value. It caused her to spiral into a life of drug addiction and living like a homeless person going from house to house, even prostituting her body in order to get more drugs to numb the pain inside. Then she got her life back together and she actually had to reach out to her parents. And we're going to talk in this show about what happened when she reached out to her parents for help. Chrissy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's such a blessing to talk to everyone today. So Chrissy, let's go back where here you are in the hospital and you basically have an appendicitis. You're this young girl with an appendicitis and you have to reach out to your parents. You haven't reached out to them for over a year. You know, you've been on drugs, prostituting yourself, your hopes and dreams completely shattered, but your parents had a specific response to you. What was that? They did. They actually had changed their phone number, which I can't blame them. I had owed a lot of money to my house, to my car and everything. And everybody was trying to reach them to get a hold of me. Mm. So I had to call her at work and it was really, really hard for them to even pick up the phone or talk to me, but but they did. They definitely did. And they even came to the hospital. They weren't happy and I don't blame them, but I'm so grateful that they did. Wow. So this is your first time seeing your parents in over a year, right? Yeah. As a young girl. Yeah. And you've been through all this stuff, drugs, and then you're home. And then suddenly you're back in that kind of A plus mentality and kind of, I'm going to make things work again. Is that right? I figured if I could get it right this time, okay, I messed up. Let's just put the past in the past. Let's put it back in the gear and let's do this right. Of course, I didn't have any thinking that I would need to go look at the past and deal with any of it. I just needed to run straight forward and be good again and excel and everything would be fixed. Wow. So your parents were like, you need to work and you ended up taking an opportunity. Well, they took me in and I'm on the couch. I didn't have a car now because it definitely had to go back to the dealership. I had a bicycle, but that was about it. And so I just didn't have any money. I was in a lot of debt and I didn't have anywhere to go. And so I saw a commercial and said, all right, Navy looks good. So I joined the Navy. Wow. So you're joining the Navy. And from what I understand from before, you were like that A performer, like you were doing great. I did. I made great on my test scores. I got in within a few weeks. I was off to boot camp. 
within A school, I was one of the top five or 10 in my class and got to choose whatever orders I wanted. Once I got on the ship, I was promoted. I was one of the first with the ESWAS, which is a very, very prestigious award. And I was back on track and ready to go full speed. Wow. So that must have been an amazing feeling. And I remember you said you were struggling with feelings of having no value. But in this moment in the Navy, you're starting to feel that value again in your life. Oh, yeah. I had full control again, full control, able to show people who I really am. I was not that person from before, back on track and ready to see people pat me on the back for the great job that I could do and have worth again. Because I did. I felt extremely worthless when I was living in that car and bouncing from house to house. I didn't have any value. The day my mom and dad looked at me at the hospital, I knew they could see me for who I really was. And I knew that I had no value whatsoever, that I was worthless for what happened to me. And I had to get it back. I had to do something to show that I wasn't that worthless girl anymore and that I could do amazing things to prove it. Wow. But inside, I'm sure it's still eating you from the inside out. Yeah. But I mean, as things were going well, you were about to get married and then something happened with, again, another superior that was very similar to what you went through before. What happened? I was still drinking on the weekends, too, so it was easier to cope with all of that. But I did, for sure, have a lot of emotions deep down that I just wasn't dealing with. And so, yeah, it happened again. I was raped again. Oh, my gosh. I was on the ship overseas, and I was devastated at that point. I couldn't turn to drugs. You know, that's a big no-no. And so I drank even more. I had just gotten engaged a month or two before that to this amazing Marine, and I had to tell him. I had to tell him what just happened. The next day, I told him. That must have been horrific because the whole thing that happened the first time was you were feeling like my dreams, you know, they're gone because of the rape traumatic event. And then here it happens again. You must have been sitting there thinking, if I say this, this is going to ruin everything again. Yeah. There's this feeling of, well, if it's the second time that it happened, for sure, it's my fault. There's a common (sighs) denominator here. You internalized it again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to tell anybody in the military. I didn't want to lose what I had. I didn't want to tell the authorities. I didn't want to tell anybody, not even my parents. I just told my future husband, or so I hoped at that point. Wow. You know, how many people can really identify with that? And when a rape situation happens, I think that many internalize it and feel like it's their fault, like you did, which you wouldn't think. But I think there's a lot, even maybe even listening right now, who have been through something you've been through and have internalized it. I want to talk more about that later. Let me ask you a question here. What did this end up doing to you? Like basically you could no longer be that overperformer anymore because anxiety, depression, and some PTSD started manifesting itself. Is that right? It did. I was in complete control for as long as I could, but there came a moment where I just couldn't anymore. No matter how much I tried to shove it or do things to feel worthy, it just kept creeping up. Mm. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't even do my job anymore. And that's when I really started losing more and more, feeling depressed and suicidal. I tried to commit suicide. Oh my gosh. I ended up in a mental hospital for in and out quite a few times. And it was really, really compacted deep with my value, my worth, everything. And I didn't even know how to deal with it. You know, I just, it's just what you went through. It's so tough. And it's interesting because, and I think a lot of people respond to this, is that when you're doing so well, 
you are trying to gain control, like you are all about controlling your environment, controlling yourself, controlling everything so that it would go good and that bad things wouldn't happen again. Is that right? Yeah. I just thought my worth and my value came from the things that I could accomplish. And as long as I had that going, I could trick myself into believing that I wasn't as worthless. But as the time went on, I couldn't keep performing at that rate. And that's not where my worth needed to be coming from. And I was lost at that point. I didn't feel like I had any value. And now I was losing my ability to do something to gain it back. And so I just felt helpless. I was just done. I was done. At that point, it caught up with me of everything that had happened to me in the past and everything that was happening to me at that moment where I couldn't concentrate, I couldn't function, I couldn't think. Other people were starting to look at me like, what is wrong with you? You've been doing this job in the military for years. Why are you having difficulties now all of a sudden? But I just, I couldn't. I just could not do it anymore. And I just lost all ability to think even hardly. And it just all came out. Gosh, it's so sad. And, you know, I want to stop there and I want to have you on our show again, because honestly, as I'm listening right now, I'm just like, how on earth can someone overcome this? It happened a second time, you know, but you actually went through a very long healing process. And I want to have you on our show to really go in length to talk about that, because I think someone is going to be really benefited by hearing how you got through this. Chrissy, thank you. Thank you so much for just being vulnerable and sharing this with us on our show. Thanks for having me and being willing to share so other women can hopefully know how to deal with this. Yeah. Awesome, Chrissy. Hey, don't turn that dial. Let's talk a little more about this after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to where we are going to go deeper into what you just heard. And one of the things that really sticks out to me about her testimony is where she talks about how she became a perfectionist and that she had to control her environment. How many of us can relate to that? I mean, it's interesting that she responded to trauma by trying to control her environment. Come on, how many of us are like this? I know, in a sense, I've been like this. I responded to a trauma in my past by trying to be a perfectionist. And in my heart, in my mind, I was trying to say, I'm going to make sure this never happens again. Have you been there? Have you been to the thing where something has happened in your life, it's caused trauma, and you're like, what the heck? This is so wrong. I got to make sure that this never happens again. That could be you. I know it was me. But what is the problem that comes from living that type of lifestyle? It's simple, and she shares it, is that the very thing we're trying to control and to make sure it doesn't happen can end up happening again. 
And the truth is, we do not have control over our lives. We can try, but the only thing we can control is ourselves. And that's the truth. But that can lead to a lot of anxiety because I don't want this thing to ever happen again. I don't want this type of trauma to ever happen again. I don't know if I can handle this. That's a lot of anxiety and a lot of anxiety that you may go through. How do you deal with that? In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And I want to stop there. That whole thing, be anxious for nothing, I know that might be hard for you. But you got to trust God. You got to, instead of stepping in front of Him and doing everything, you got to step behind Him. And do what? What the Bible says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, thanking God. Let your requests be made known to God. And what will happen? The peace of God, that's what you want, my friend, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is the truth. Father God, I'm praying for my friend who might be dealing with his anxiety, not really sure what to do with their trauma and making sure that it never happens again. I pray, Lord God, that we'd give up that perfectionist mindset and that controlling our environment mindset. We just release it to you, Lord. We trust you with our lives. We invite you into our lives so that we can be behind you instead of in front of you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time.